0: Funding for Still Newtown is made possible in part by a grant from Connecticut Humanities. It's a beautiful summer day at Fairfield Hills. That's a former psychiatric hospital. It's sort of a town hub now in Newtown, Connecticut. It serves as the grounds for all sorts of events. And today, the main attraction is lots of animals. Booths featuring dogs, cats, rabbits, horses even one where you can hold opossums. And some of these animals need homes. One of the booths is a pet rescue called Perfect Imperfections, based in Watertown, Connecticut, run by Tricia Amalfitano.
1: So we take in special needs dogs. So we do dogs who are physically impaired, have neurological disorders, deaf dogs, blind dogs, deaf and blind dogs. Who are some of the dogs we have here today? So today we have Melanie. And Melanie does not have the use of her hind legs um, Sadly, she was thrown from a vehicle as a puppy. Um, Hadley was born with um, just a genetic um, issue where her back legs do not um, unbend. So she can walk... Some of
0: the dogs her here today need carts. Them. Others need diapers.
1: It's like having a baby forever. Some of them are very easy. Other dogs take a lot more care.
0: Why is it still worth it to you? What, what makes them still worth being adopted?
1: <laughs> Get all teary-eyed. Just like people, none of us are perfect. And I see too many animals and people overlooked because they act differently, they look differently, and the world needs to accept everybody and every living creature as needing and deserving love.
0: This event is due to the hard work of Jenny Hubbard. She's really busy, but lets me walk with her as she checks on the booths and the stalls. Some offer animals for adoption, others show off rescue efforts. Others sell animal-friendly goods, like pet food. Jenny says Perfect Imperfections fits in with the mission of an animal sanctuary she's creating in Newtown.
2: At the sanctuary, everybody's welcome. Everybody has a place, um, and everybody's accepted for who they are, and every animal deserves a loving home. Not just the cute ones um, that are sweet-faced and puppies. The senior pets need a home, the pets with challenges and that are in, in wheelchairs. They all need a loving home.
0: Today is a celebration for the birthday of Jenny's daughter, Katherine Violet Hubbard. Catherine died in the Sandy Hook Elementary School shooting. She was six years old.
2: We would ask her, like, what do you want to do for your birthday? And she'd say, I want an All the Animals animal party. And we would spend a month, she and I, working around what exactly that meant. And if she had her wish, it would have been All the Animals Animal Party.
0: Jenny Hubbard has spent a decade trying to make sure her daughter's dreams come true. So this is Katherine Violet Hubbard's All the Animals Animal Party. This is Still Newtown from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan. Jenny Hubbard moved to Newtown in 2005. Catherine was born shortly after.
2: She had this gentle spirit about her. She just seemed to connect with animals and she did not discriminate. Uh, I think that a lot of what I loved about her was she had this grace and this innate ability to just be at peace with whatever she was caring for, whether it was our family pet, or a bug that she had, or a worm that she had pulled out of the ground. Um, My favorite was when she would collect, capture a butterfly, and the butterfly would literally rest in her hands for minutes before flying off.
0: From that came a phrase that's sort of the motto of the animal sanctuary. Tell all your friends that I am kind.
2: The rule in our house was that at the end of a summer day, if you had a friend for the day, whether it was a worm or a frog or a butterfly, uh, that you had to release it and let it go home. And Catherine would send her creatures off with a gentle request to tell all their friends that she was kind. Her belief was that they would tell their friends that she was good and that they would be loved and they would come back in droves.
0: After Catherine died, Jenny was at home, surrounded by friends and family. She was writing Catherine's obituary. She got stuck on one line in particular.
2: The In Lua Flowers (laughs) blank space is sort of this daunting task. And so our In Lua Flowers was intended for the animal control center of Newtown, the pound. Um, Catherine loved it and would take milk bones there. And it was sort of her her place. And so when it came time to filling in that blank, um, I had asked some of the people that were in the house, can you give me the name and address of the Animal Control Center? And um, one of of the names was the Animal Center. Um, Another person in the room was like, no, I don't think that's right. And I was like, no, it's right. And I left out the word control. And so the name and address was for the Animal Center of Newtown. And I don't believe in any sort of coincidences.
0: The Animal Center of Newtown was not the pound. It was a small animal rescue that had no idea what kind of funds they were about to get. A few weeks later, they showed up at Jenny's house and told her they'd gotten more than $100,000 in donations from people around the country. And they had an idea what to do with the money. Build an animal sanctuary.
2: They described the sanctuary as a place where all children would see their innate beauty in the eyes of an animal that they encountered. And it really embodied everything that Catherine stood for. Her passion and her love was, was animals and her promise to them was that she would be their caretaker. They would be safe and free from harm and loved. and so. The work that we do at the sanctuary is honoring that commitment that she made to all the creatures. Um, She was kind and they would be safe. So we honor the human-animal bond. We make sure that everybody knows every animal that we care for is, is kind and safe.
0: It took Jenny and her partners about half a year to find a plot of land suitable for an animal sanctuary. The state of Connecticut gave them a 34-acre former potato farm in the heart of Newtown. It had been fallow for 10 years, and it wasn't in great shape.
2: It was riddled with invasive plants. It was choked with vines, and the barn was wrapped in gray asbestos tile and graffiti on it that said Forsaken. And we really said, if we are going to be true to who Catherine was, we are going to restore the property to what it once was.
0: So they removed more than an acre of those invasive plants.
2: We planted native trees and pollinator plants. We established a 12,000-square-foot pollinator garden and uh, just this year finished a four-acre meadow restoration project.
0: They built natural habitats for deer, rabbits, and other wildlife. They restored a barn, and over the last few years, they've been installing paddocks for horses and other farm animals so they'll be ready to, eventually, house rescue animals. And they started a program to provide in-home veterinary care and pet food to help seniors care for their animals. It's called the Senior Paw Project. The spark for that idea came from the family's rescue dog, a yellow Labrador retriever named Sammy Girl. Sammy for short.
2: She was 13 when Catherine died. She had arthritis, and she really had a hard time moving. But Catherine would inspire her to get up and move around. When Catherine died, Sammy died shortly thereafter. And, you know, there was, there was something beautiful about Catherine and Sammy and the, and the fact that Sammy was an older dog.
0: But the idea really took shape when Jenny saw another yellow lab that had been given up by a family who couldn't afford it.
2: And when we saw the lab, we were heartbroken because, you know, we thought of Sammy and we thought of, we thought of this pet that probably didn't need to be surrendered if, if the right support had been in place.
0: And that's when she thought of helping seniors who may be isolated continue to care for their pets. The Senior Paw Project has kept some 300 pets healthy over the last four years. Do, do. The Catherine Violet Hubbard Animal Sanctuary holds a birthday party for Catherine in the summer. But it holds a lot of other animal-centered events throughout the year. Today's event is all about butterflies. Catherine loved them. It's part of a weekly educational series offered in the fall. And this one is called Monarchs, Meadows, and More. I got it! I got a yellow one! Families run through the meadows and gardens with big nets, looking for monarchs and other butterflies. The Yerish family is swinging nets with determination. Oh! Get him! Cool. Is that the first one you've caught? This is the first butterfly we've caught so far, yeah. But there's so many of them, we probably fully expect to catch more. Yeah, we had a moth in here, but he escaped to make room for the butterfly, I guess. Who caught this one? Morgan caught this one. Morgan caught this one. Caught this one. Yeah. They don't keep the butterflies. They tag them so biologists can release them and study their migratory patterns. Sandy Shill is with Monarch Watch. Kids look on as she takes a sticker with identifying information and carefully applies it to a monarch butterfly's delicate wing by rolling it on with a toothpick.
2: So now I'm gonna take the sticker and I'm gonna very carefully put it on the wing and then I'm gonna hold it with my thumb and then I carefully roll the toothpick out so I don't pull, cause that'll buckle the wing. And then I just give a little squeeze
0: Then the butterfly goes free.
2: And when the butterfly flies to Mexico, or along the way if somebody sees the tag, or finds it down in Mexico, then they report to the University of Kansas, and then I can see where
0: one of my butterflies was caught. The Animal Sanctuary sponsors events like this Butterfly Day, but it doesn't actually shelter animals yet, aside from an apiary that houses honeybees. Jenny Hubbard is hopeful that will happen next year and include rescue farm animals. Jenny has a model in her office that shows the ultimate goal, a veterinary clinic, a children's library, a pavilion at the entrance. These ideas are expensive and they could take a while, but the sanctuary is working toward them year by year.
2: It's very important to me that we don't become stagnant because there is so much more to be had. I think the one learning that I had coming out of losing Catherine and the tragedy is hope. And when we're stuck in one place or become content with what we're doing, we may miss out on the next blessing and the next opportunity to help and be able to serve uh, a greater community and a greater good.
0: What would you like this to mean to people 20, 50, 100 years, you know, as far on down the road as as anybody can imagine, what would you like the very long-term legacy of this to be?
2: Mm. That goodness will always come out of darkness, regardless of what the darkness might be whether it's a person that encounters peace and serenity at the sanctuary or an animal who has found a place when otherwise they did not have that safety, or a mother who buries her baby can find a place of peace and serenity
0: On the next Still Newtown, the role faith leaders played after the tragedy.
2: And because we didn't have a a center, the churches became the places to be, the houses of worship. I know we stayed open for days. We never closed uh, just so people had a place to gather.
0: Still Newtown is sound designed by John Pinot. Our fact checkers are Janet Curtis, Margaret Osborne, Melanie Formosa, and Mallory Lawrence. Our editor is Cindy Carpian. Our assistant producer is Sabrina Garone. Our interns, Paul Keegan, Megan Briggs, Isabella Giardina, and Hilary Jean-Bart. The executive editors are Terry Sheridan and J.D. Allen. Our media partner is The Newtown Bee. I'm Davis Donovan.